think that uh, I keep talking till yeah there we go I think that there's been maybe once or twice in about 20 to 30 years as I've taught and preached where I have punted on what I was going to share and I changed everything when I left today I was driving home and I said I think the Lord wants me to preach a totally different message than I had planned for tonight, this weekend. And so, I told my wife, I said to Carol, I said, I think I'm going to change the message. And, you know, this is like 12, I think we got home, we went over to the hospital for a minute, and I think we got home about 12.30, and I said, I think I'm going to change the message. So if you are in a, um, a small group or a, a sermon-based small group, yeah, that's pretty much not going to work real well for you this weekend. But you know what? Don't really care. I mean, I care, but I don't really care, you know. Um, but I just decided that this was one of those moments this weekend that we really need to talk about because there was a lot going on and there was a lot of lessons to learn. And I think it was two weeks ago that I told you that we were going to pull off this night to shine, and we weren't just going to pull it off, we were going to pull it off well. And we did. We did. It was really well run, and that's not bragging. What was it? Muhammad Ali says this ain't bragging if you can do it. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but I am saying that I had confidence that the people of this faith community, people of hope, we're going to knock it out of the park, and they did. They just did. They did an exceptional job. I knew they were going to rally to the challenge, and I knew they were going to do it. This is by far one of the hardest. It is. It's the hardest thing that we've ever done since I've been in, and I've been here for almost 20 years. It's the hardest thing we've ever done. It had more moving pieces, and it was an organizational nightmare. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm just saying it was just so much to keep track of. And I'm, I, I wasn't surprised that we were able to pull it off and pull it off well, but I am humble. I'm humbled, I'm proud, I'm thankful for everyone who had a part and everybody who took place, took part in what took place uh, at, at uh, the Kennedy campus last night. Many of you gave your time, many, many of you gave your talent, and many of you gave your money so that we could do this. Um, we blessed our community in a new and powerful way. This has never been done in our community before. Never. And, and I could say um, that I've never seen a coming together of our Hope family like this event last night. Um, night to Shine is, was one of those events that brought hundreds of people from this faith community to do something that we could not do a few years ago. We had hundreds of people involved. And, and we had a lot of shadow Christians. I did a message uh, a number of months ago called Shadow Christians. And shadow Christians are the ones that you don't know their name, you don't know, you don't see them. There were a lot of shadow Christians that weren't here for the event. They prepared for it. They helped 
set things up. They got things going. They did things. They did, you know, just all these, these tasks and these behind-the-scenes calls and everything that they did. And, and they managed things behind the scenes. But they weren't even here. They were here this morning. So that when you are coming into this worship space, and I'm talking about the Kennedy campus, it looks like it did last weekend. It didn't look like it did last weekend, yesterday night. It was a mess in here. And out there and all over the church, the whole church. And there was a team in here. You don't know who they were. You don't know anything about them. They were here cleaning up after the party, right? And they were here. I left at 12, 1230. Some people are still here. They worked all morning long to clean this place up. And um, some of the shadow Christians, what did you do? You, you uh, donated, you gave money, you, you helped to decorate, you donated dresses. Um, we had some people that when they were leaving, they said some of the, the buddies. So each, each guest had a buddy and some of the, the, the buddies came and said, so they're asking, can they keep the dress? I said, yeah. They can keep the dress. They get to keep it. And it's just so cool to see that. You would have never dreamed how this room was set up, how the rest of the church was, how the entrance you came into was set up. I'm always amazed. At, you know, I'm always amazed at how God leads me down paths that I never dreamed that I would go down. Not that I even thought about this, but... And how he leads the church in, in different directions. I'm always amazed by that. I'm amazed at how sometimes God just takes the church in a totally different direction. Like, I was thinking about last year when we partnered with the Audubon School and how that was just such a great, just a gr another, again, another one of these partnerships where we, we were able to, to pull a group of people together to make a big difference. I think we made a big difference. And then to pull this event off last night, Night to Shine, I think it was... It was pretty cool, and it was amazing. But it's amazing how God takes us in different directions. I, if you don't know this, and, and again, I know I'm speaking mainly of the Kennedy campus. I'm trying to be sensitive to the Roshik campus. Many of the Roshik people were involved in pulling this off. They, some of them were here cleaning this campus up. They don't attend here, but they were cleaning up. So thank you, Roshik campus, for doing that. But... Um, before, you know, 15 years ago or so, I'm trying to get a number that's reasonable, uh, we used to meet in the, the, the other part of the building, and we have, you know, like kind of a uh, MPR, we call it the MPR multi-purpose room, the gym, whatever you want to call it. That's where we met. We had a Saturday service, we had two Sunday services before we even had this building that you're in right now. If I had said to those people, in, the, in, in that 15 years ago, if I had said, hey, I want to tell you something. In 15 years, we're going to have an event. And we're going to have uh, a prom for 115 people with special needs in a building that we don't have yet. And they're going to be in the space we're in right now. So imagine yourself in the MPR room. And they're going to be doing the Hokey Pokey and YMCA. 
and they're going to be dancing and having a good time, they would have run me out of town. <laughs> no, they would have probably run me out of town. They would have pulled me aside and said, what are you talking about? <laughs> but that's what I saw last night. I saw people having a good time, enjoying themselves. And I saw people, a photo booth over here. I'm, lo I'm looking over here. There was a photo booth over on this side where they put crazy things on and got photos taken. They had a karaoke over here. And I saw Buddy with his guest sing, Mama, don't raise your kids to grow up to be cowboys. It was awful. <laughs> it was absolutely awful. But you know what? It was, it was beautiful. It was wonderful. It was, it was great. But that's what happened in this place last night. And you can't plan this. You can, I mean, you can't say, in five years we're going to have... An, it just kind of was, God brought a wave and said, here's a wave. Audubon was a, was a wave. Here's a wave. Do you want to ride that wave? Do you want to get your surfboard out and ride that wave as a, as a faith community? Do you want to ride that wave? Because I'm going to provide waves as we go through... As we go through this life together and we walk with Jesus as best we can and, and we have this outward focus that we say it's not all about us. There's people out there who still don't know Jesus. There's this community out there that really hasn't heard the gospel yet. We don't think like we have heard it. And so I'm going to send these waves. And, and these waves are outside these walls. And, and, and are you willing as a church to climb on the surfboard and ride this wave? It's not going to last forever probably. But it'll be a good ride. I mean, we didn't do a partnership with Audubon this year. We may. Maybe that wave will come again. But this was a wave and it was like God saying, will you jump on that wave? And we did. And it was a good ride. It was a good ride. So the passage that the Lord brought to my mind, and if you're a part of a, a sermon-based small group, this is where you kind of got to write some passages down and think about that. Because here's where the discussion, I would love to see it go this weekend. Turn to Matthew chapter 25. It's on, if you don't have a Bible, we have these chair Bibles, page 807. And I want to read you a passage, Okay. Because it's an interesting passage. And, and if you apply it to people with special needs, people in wheelchairs, people with physical struggles that we can't imagine, people that can't even speak clearly, but they love and they smile and they know it. Think about that where Jesus says this. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates sheep from the goats. He put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. By the way, you want to be a sheep, not a goat here, just in case you were wondering. Then the king will say to those on his right, the sheep, Come, you who are blessed by the Father, take your inheritance the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. And then notice what he says here. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. They had a meal here. Specialized meal for each one of them. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. 
I needed clothes for the prom, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will say to him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you as a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes to clothe you? When did we see you uh, sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. Let me make a few observations from this passage. First observation is this one. Serving others is a way of life for faithful Christians, for a faith community. It's a way of life. Serving others is a way of life. It's not an exception. It's the rule. Notice, it's interesting here, they're surprised by the recognition of the king. They never saw him thirsty. They say they never invited him into their homes. They never clothed him with their clothes. They never nursed him back to health. They never visited him in prison. What's the deal? We don't understand what you're talking about. <coughs> and then he says, whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. But here's something you might have missed from this passage. They aren't surprised what he, what he commends them for. He's, they're surprised at who, who he said they were serving. So in other words, the interesting thing is they're not surprised that he's commending them for their actions because they were doing these actions. They were visiting the sick. They were clothing the people that didn't have clothes. They were feeding the people that didn't have food. They were giving water to people who needed water. They were doing all these things. So they weren't surprised by that. That wasn't the surprise. The surprise was that Jesus was saying, as you do it to them, you do it to me. When you help them, you help me. The point I want you to see is that serving is, is a, this was, they weren't surprised that he noted that they were serving. That was just the way, they, they just, just served. That's just what they did. That's what a Christ follower does. That's what a Christ following church does. We serve. We're not surprised when, when he says, oh, you were serving. You go, well, duh, it's like breathing. That's what we do. That the, the surprising thing was, oh, we're serving you. We didn't know that. So the serving was kind of a given here. It wasn't something, oh, that's really great. You served. There's others that don't, but you did. So you're really, no, they all served. He's commending them for serving others. And by serving others, they were serving him. In other words, serving others was a way of life for them. That's the first observation. Secondly, serving others is one of the pathways to joy, a joyful and fulfilling life. I don't think there was any person that left this place last night or even helped shadow Christians behind the scenes. People you don't know. People that you wouldn't know their name, but they were there, they served behind the scenes. I don't think any of them walked out and said, what a waste of time. What a mistake. I'll never do that again. Nobody did that. In fact, I find it hard to believe that they were thinking of themselves at all. They were thinking of the people they were serving. They were thinking of how this event was going to bless our community and bless these, these guests that we had here and the parents of these guests. That's, all, that's what they were thinking about. 
You see, when we serve our own needs consistently and constantly, when we look only out for ourselves, when we only live for, when our, we, our lives only revolve around our needs, we become much less than God's design. God did not design us to take care of ourselves. God did not give us extra money and extra resources to spend on ourselves. He gave them so that we can serve others. And when we serve others, we find joy, we find happiness, we find fulfillment. People left here. I had a number of people say to me, this was one of the best events of my life. I can't imagine. I, I, I just was so, I felt so used of God by serving in this capacity, whatever it was. Most of the people who served last night are really are ready to serve again because it was so encouraging. So I think I need to say, answer a question that I've been asked a few times already. Well, how about next year? Yeah, here's what this is like. So we, one of the visits we made is uh, Shelby Mosier, who leads in worship sometimes, had a little baby boy, Thomas. And so um, when I went to the hospital, and she just had the baby last night, I think it was last night. Yeah. No, it was early, early uh, Friday morning. Yeah. And uh, so, but I went in and I, Carol went with me and I said to Shelby, I said, Shelby, you have little Thomas. When are you going to have another baby? <laughs> no, I didn't do that. <laughs> Not an idiot. No, I mean, if you're a husband and you just had a baby and she's gone through labor and it's, she struggled and she's given birth to this beautiful baby, the first words out of your mouth should not be, let's have another. That's not a good time. <laughs> right? So, so at this point, we'll take time, we'll pray about it, we'll review uh, what we've learned and we'll come to a decision at a later date. Don't know. Let's just, let's just enjoy the opportunity we had in, in, in serving our community this last weekend. Here's the third observation. Serving others is a significant way to lay a foundation for becoming a powerful witness of the good news of the gospel. I, I think that when we do things like these partnerships with Audubon and... Um, this just happened this week. One of our staff people was saying they were somewhere and they were talking about, oh, you're a school teacher, and they were talking about this, and they mentioned something about that we had partnership with the school and we appreciate teachers, we think they do a great job. And somebody overheard them, and they said, I'm a teacher at Audubon. Let me tell you about this church. She went off in a positive way, <laughs> right? It's like, okay, go ahead. See, we establish a way to be heard in our community. This, is, this event was a way to show our community that we are here to serve, to help, to make a difference for good. And when we serve our community in activities like our partnership with Audubon, with A Night to Shine, we are laying a foundation for the credibility of the cross. You've heard people say this, right? People don't care about what you know until they know you care. That's why we do this. We want the people of this community to know we care. That's why we don't like do a lot of these like raffles and different. It's 
I don't, I'm not getting down on churches to do that. I'm just saying we want to be a church that gives to this community that no one can say, oh, you're just trying to make money off us. We don't want to make money off you. We want to give. We spent a lot of money on this event. And, 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 and so we want to bless our community. We said to our community in a new and powerful way, we care. And it, down the road, it's going to give us an audience to be able to share the power of the gospel. Some people are going to hear it maybe for the first time like we did. It changed our lives and we're praying it will change theirs. 1 John chapter 3, turn there for me with me, page 987. Page 987, 1 John. This is uh, 1 John 3.16. So, the, as you read through 1 John, basically what John is trying to show people is, he's saying, this is what a true Christians do. This is how they behave. This is how they act. So, if you know what a real Christian is, a follower of Jesus is, and how they behave... It'll show you whether you're kind of missing the mark or not. It's not how to get saved, but it shows you whether you are missing the mark or hitting the mark. And he says this. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for, the, for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers, brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? And then notice what he says. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. <laughs> so what we are doing is we're putting our, our money where our mouth is, but we're putting our actions before our mouths. So that we could say, we love you. We're going to demonstrate love. We're going to make a sacrificial contribution to our community and hopefully that will open doors of conversation so we can share the reason why we want to do it, why we're motivated to do it. Here's the fourth observation. Serving others is a collective activity of the local church family. What I think is interesting here as you look back at the, the parable of the sheep and the goats is the king who represents God separates the sheep and the goats. And we find out they are separated by what they have done in their lives, by their actions. They're, they're separated. Now the passage is not saying that the sheep are saved because they were good people and the goats are, are not saved because they were bad people. That's not what it's saying. <coughs> what it is saying is this. It is saying, and it's not saying that we're made right by, you know, with God because we do a lot of good things. And the people that aren't right with God don't do a lot of good things. That's not what it's saying. It's not, it's not telling us how to get saved or how to be made right with God. What it is saying is those people who are right with God naturally do things for others. They serve others. They do good things. They do right things. Those people who do not have a relationship with God don't do those things. It's not a natural part of their lives. It's not a way of life for them. See, we are made, we are made right uh, with God, be, we're not right, made right with God because of anything we have done. What is saying is those who know Jesus, who love God, serve others. And this is a sign that they belong to the Father, that they serve others also. 
The other thing I see from this passage is that, uh, and you can't really see it in the English, but he uses the plural here. He says, uh, he's, he, he, he talks about, you uh, saw me naked and you gave me clothing. You saw me hungry and you gave me food. You saw me thirsty and you, gave, and you invited me in. And <coughs> that you is not singular. It's not individually because we often go to that passage and we think, oh, it's individually. It's talking about what I'm doing. In my, and it can be taken that way. But I think it's taken corporately. And I think it's talking about groups of people who serve. And, and I think what he's saying is you as a group, you as a group saw people who were hungry. You as a group saw people who were thirsty. You as a group visited people in prison. You invited them to your homes. This is, this, you did this collectively. You sheep did this. And I think uh, we, he's saying that um, we serve best in groups as we pool our gifts, our resources, and our passions to serve others. And so that's why he calls us to church. We are a, a, a community who, when we pool our resources, when we put them together, when we put our passions and our, our resources together, we can do great things. We've already seen that. And this last weekend is an example, one of the high-level watermarks of what we can do when we work together. We could have never have done uh, what we did last night. Many, many people who are willing to work as a team for Jesus. Some up front, some, uh, but many behind the scenes. Many of them are shadow Christians. Shining shoes, taking care of makeup, uh, putting up decorations, taking down decorations. You know, setting things up, tearing things down, just uh, preparing things, making calls. Our staff is, is just very tired today. I mean, they're, they're beat. Uh, they have worked hard for months to prepare to carry out this night, along with what, everything else that they do on a weekly basis. And we have some really great leaders here at Hope Church. And I'm just, just talking, we do in the staff, we also do in the lay people. You know, uh, there are, we could have never pulled this off if we did not have the leaders. And what was, you know, one of the things, one of the things, and this may have been, this was like, I have like a top five, I think, and I'm filling that list out of what, were the top five moments of the weekend. And one of the top five moments for me as a leader was to watch how God can bring very different people together in very different venues, whether it's set up, tear down, whether it's doing this or doing that, or working here or working there, and bringing them together to work like they've done this before. They, they're very different people. They, they, there's a passion that has been ignited in them. They've served others. And because of them coming together, we were able to bless our community in a new and powerful way. And it was fun to watch. It was fun for me to say, this was so complex, so big, that if we didn't have everyone else, everyone helping, over 300 people, volunteered and helped for this event but we worked together there were no arguments there was no posturing there was no attitude because we were all moving in the same direction that took pl place last night in a very powerful way so let me close 
Churches don't always get it right. And hope is no different. <laughs> we have stumbled and bumbled and made huge mistakes. No question about it. But last night, we got it right. We served our community. And our Father in heaven is glorified because we serve people with special needs. But more than that, we served our Father in heaven. Jesus said this. This is the last reference. I'll give you the reference. You don't have to turn there. It's Matthew 5, verses 14 through 16, page 786. Matthew 5, 14 through 16. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and not glorify you or your church, but glorify your Father in heaven. May God be glorified in what took place in this place this weekend. Stand with me, let's pray. Father, to you goes all the glory. The seeds have been planted. The bridges have been built. We pray that this would be an opportunity for the gospel to go out in new and powerful ways. We pray that these guests that we had this weekend would be just so encouraged, feel your love, that their parents would feel that too, that it would be a way for us to show our community that we are absolutely committed to them, that we love them, that we care about the people around us, and may the gospel go out in new and powerful ways because you have given us this wave we call night shine, and we wrote it. We wrote it. And may you be glorified. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.